Myself podcast. Yeah. Y'all ready to go down this rabbit hole with your boy? <laughs> I know you all, man. That's why you're here. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me. Good boy. The real Episode of Growing Up DeVille. Rejuvenated and relocated, man. I know I left y'all on a cliffhanger last week. I had so many people hit me up saying, man, how you just gonna do us like that? I need to know what happened. I need to know what happened. <laughs> Relax. I'm gonna tell you on this week's episode. So, quick recap if you're just tuning in. Look, if you're if you're just tuning in, you didn't hear part one, you're definitely gonna go wanna go back and listen to that before you listen to this. So just search Growing Up to Feel DI season three, rejuvenated and relocated, and listen to that first. But quick summary. At this point, DeVille's a uh, sophomore high school. I've moved uh from Vadalsa, Georgia. Living with my mother to up to uh, the DMV area with my father, stepbrother, not stepbrother, half-brother, my brother, and his wife. Um, and as soon as I get there, basically, they ship me off to this Art Monk football camp. Football camp is like 14 days I'm going to be at this camp. So, we're on like day, what, three at this point? And... So, we've already been broken down into teams. You had the light team and the dark team. And then, even amongst the light team and the dark team, you were broken down into Group A and Group B. So, Group A, let's say, would do, would practice offense in the morning. Group B would practice defense in the morning. Then, after uh, our break, when we come back out for afternoon practice, Group A would practice defense. Group B would practice offense. So, we wake up. Me and my roommate, Mr. Perkalegger is what I'm going to call him. We wake up. We get dressed. Uh, we get ready for uh, to go down to breakfast. Uh, breakfast was at, like, this cafeteria for, on the campus. It was a good distance away, you know, or at least it felt like a good distance to us. So, we get ready to leave, and they telling us, you know, Okay, everybody, because they had the teams broken down by dorm. So, you know, the light team stayed in this dorm and that dorm. The dark team stayed in this dorm and that dorm. So they said, hey, we want y'all to eat breakfast today. Eat your meals with your uh, with your teams and, uh, you know, everybody go to breakfast together. So we get up. We, we're, walking, uh, we're walking to breakfast. My roommate, Mr. Percolator, it's like he's just a, a social butterfly. He's bouncing all through the group, talking to everybody. He reminded me of that little dog. If y'all old enough to remember Looney Tunes, 
there was a big dog. I think the dog name was like Butcher or Spike. And there used to be a little dog that just would bounce around. What are we going to do today, Spike? What are we going to do today? What are we going to do today? And that was him. He just bounced around through the group, talking to everybody, cracking jokes, trying to be everybody's friend. It was cool, you know. It was kind of irritating, but it was cool at the same time. So nobody paid him much mind. We get to the cafeteria, and the coach is in there. He's like, dark team uh, offense, sit at this table. Dark team defense, sit at that table. So he, they want us to kind of start bonding because at the end of these two weeks, on the last day of camp, we're going to have a game, the um, light team against the dark team, and basically what they're going to try, what they're going to try to do, while they're teaching us for these two weeks, they're going to be trying to figure out who needs they want to play at what position for the game. Everybody has to practice an offensive and defensive position. And they're trying to figure out where they're going to place you for the actual game. So we go, we sit down at the table, sitting there. And <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and I'm on, like, some penitentiary rules. I'm sitting there. I'm kind of just looking at my food, eating decent breakfast, you know, just basic stuff, eggs, bacon, sausage, those biscuits with the little sausage gravy and stuff like that, pancakes. I'm sitting there, and I'm just eating, mind my business. And I see this silhouette come and sit dead in front of me, and he looks around. I can, I can see I can, I'll see him. But I'm not looking at him. He kind of looks around and he says, all right, all right. It don't look like it's any squabs in this group. <laughs> yeah, he said it just like that. It don't look like it's any squabs in this group. I don't want any squabs in my group. So I'm like, hmm. I look up and it's this dark, like extremely dark skinned cat. Uh, come to find out he was from Baltimore and he had two gold teeth right there on his front teeth the, the front you know that what we call <laughs> the your rabbit teeth he had them right there on his front teeth two big gold teeth open face goals I remember now I'm I'm coming from South Georgia so I'm used to seeing people with gold teeth but I, I didn't see too many people that just had the, the 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 two front teeth just just those two done. And I definitely wasn't expecting to see see it up here in the DMV, but he turns out he was from Baltimore. So, you know, everybody's talking, and, and he's asking everybody, okay, what position you play? What position you play? Where you from? What school you go to? He's trying to, you know, get to know everybody. And then all of a sudden I hear on my right side a voice come out of nowhere and say, you sound like Mike Tyson. <laughs> You sound like Mike Tyson. <laughs> so at this point, I lose my shit. And I just bust out laughing. I spit food in my plate. And Buddy's like, yeah, it's these gold teeth. They make me talk funny. So, you know, we kicked it. But I look down, and this is guy, white guy with a damn mohawk. I'm talking about a full mohawk. The shit is spiked up. It's sticking in the air. I'm going to say his hair had to be at least uh, four or five inches or more. It's probably like if you look at the palm for your average man, I would say, if you look at the palm of your hand, his hair was about as long or a little bit longer than than your whole hand fingers included. And it was sticking, just spiked straight up. He did his hair before breakfast. <laughs> I had to. And I'm trying to figure out where they had number one, 
where the hell this guy come from and why the hell am I just now noticing that he has a whole damn uh, <laughs> a whole damn mohawk you know what I mean that's what I, did I say afro the first time well either way I meant mohawk he's got a whole fucking mohawk so we kicking it man feeling each other out and it's cool we vibing we ready to go back so now we gotta go back to um, we gotta go back to the room get our uh, equipment I think it's like an hour hour and a half or something that you had between breakfast and having to go to practice so we're going get ourselves together get our stuff ready to go to practice so we're walking back to practice walking back to not practice we're walking back to the dorms we get to the dorms and we're passing one building and it's these two guys these two kids they're sitting up in the window and they calling one of the guys hey 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 come here come here come here and I don't know if he knew them or not, but you know they knew they knew his name and they're calling him. Come here, come here, come here. So he walks over to the building. and He's like, "What's up?" And they're like, "Hey, check this out!" And pull out this big ass tub, like one of those big storage bins, big plastic storage bins. And they put like this this bin comes out the window and they dump a whole bin full of water on this bin. And just start laughing. So he pissed. He runs over, tries to go in the dorm. Door's locked. He can't get in. So we like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> get back to the door. And we, we chilling. And we're talking and whatever. And it's like, you know, we got to get them back. At the moment where we became two separate teams, we became enemies. So now you've done something to one of us. We got to get you back. So we're like, damn, what are we going to do? We got to get them back. We're like, we'll figure it out. Let's get ready. Let's go to practice. So we get ready. We go to practice. You know what I mean? Have a good practice. And come to find out, dude with the gold tee from Baltimore was a beast. He played quarterback. And he could he could run. He could throw. And he talked mad shit. He talked that talk the whole time through practice. I could do it all, coach. I could throw the ball. I could run the ball. Talk mad shit the whole practice. But he was backing up what he was saying. And, you know, he was actually a leader. Like, he was he was pushing everybody else in a positive way, you know, to, to get the most out of him. I wish I could remember his name, and I wish I could knew where he ended up. Because if, if he stuck with ball, I'm pretty sure, you know, we seen him on a, on a college field or, a, um, you know, maybe even professional field. I don't know. The dude was sick, though. So we practiced. After practice, you know, we got to walk all the way back to the dorm. Um, um, and, you know, put our stuff down, take a shower, then you can go to lunch, got to walk all the way back to the cafeteria, and then, you know, you got a couple hours before um, you get ready to go back for your afternoon practice. So, of course, we're going to lunch together again, and we're hoping we bump into the light team so, you know, we can fuck them up because they pour water on our board. And the whole time we walking, we thinking, you know, we gotta pull we gotta pull off some type of prank. We gotta get them back. We can't go out like this. So we sitting at the table and and boom, one guy says, I got it. We on some what's up? It's like I got it. This is what we're gonna do. He was like, you know how yesterday at the practice we got back so late, we had to come straight to the uh we had to come straight to the cafeteria to eat. And then go back to the dorms to take a shower. I was like, "Word." So he was like, "You get pizza, right?" 
But he said, yeah. He looks at a couple more guys. He goes around the room, asks everybody who gets pizza. So there was a good bit of us that got pizza in our dorm. So he was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. If we get back late from practice today, everybody's going to go straight to the cafeteria. But we're going to leave. We're not going to go. We're going to sneak off. And we're going to go back to the dorms, get a bunch of shampoo and body wash or whatever, baby oil, lotion, whatever we can find. And we're going to get into the um, the room and into their dorm, and we're going to just spray that shit all over the bathroom. Because, like I said, we have a community bathroom where everybody uses the same bathroom. So it's like we're just going to spray that shit all over their bathroom floor. So after they eat, they get back from lunch, I mean from dinner, and they go to take a shower, they just be slipping and falling all over the damn place. So we like, bet. Only problem is, how the hell do we get in to their dorm room? Because our keys only open our dorm. The dorms have a door. You open that door, and that gives you access to the building. Then you can go, you know, upstairs, downstairs. No, 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 that's not how it's set up. There was a door on every floor. Your key will open the door to... uh it will open the door to every floor in your building, but only your building. Because, you know, there was, like, laundry rooms and shit through there, so on different floors, snack machines and shit. So you had access to the whole building that you stayed in, but you couldn't get into anybody else's building. And he's like, don't worry about that. I'm going to handle that. So we're like, how are you going to handle that? Turns out he went to school with a guy that was on the light team. So his plan was... I'm going to holler at my boy because we boys, you know, they, they was they was bigger than light team, dark team. They actually played for the same team, you know, at, in high school. They're playing for the same team. So he's like, I'm going to holler at my boy. I'm going to get him to uh, let us in, and then we're we just going to let him know what's up. So we're going gonna, to gonna get him to let us in the building. We're going to do it. We'll be out. So we like, bet that's the plan. Go to practice, have a good next practice, and then – we leave practice, and we're headed back to the cafeteria, and we're going to keep this show going right after this break. Y'all can know what happens when, when, we, <laughs> when we head back from this cafe, to the cafeteria because we had to branch off, right? We had to branch off from everybody else, but we had to make it not obvious that we were branching off from everybody else. So we... We kind of hung to the back and let everybody go in first because you had to take off your shoulder pads and helmets and leave them laying outside of the building. Go in and eat, get come out, get your stuff, and then you head to your, back to your dorm. So we hung around around the back and kind of just took our time taking our stuff off. So then, boom, when majority of the people from the dark team, I mean the light team, got into the building, we grabbed our stuff and just booked out of there because the coaches really didn't. They really didn't really care whether or not you went to lunch to lunch or dinner or breakfast. You know, they kind of suggested you did, but they weren't really – they weren't taking a name count or anything like that of who all went to breakfast who didn't. didn't. So we kind of just hung in the back and got our stuff together, and then, boom, we dip out, and we head back to the dorm room. Yeah, to be continued in just a second.
creep off. It's probably nine of us in this group. Cornerbacks, receivers, I was a running back, and like a couple linemen. So we're walking. Now, mind you, we haven't been on this campus long. So we're having to really kind of figure out where we're going because we're used to walking with the whole group, and the counselors will be leading us back and forth from the dorm to the cafeteria, from the cafeteria to the practice field, and so on and so forth. So we got an idea where we're going, but we're not 100% about where we're going. We're kind of figuring it out, looking for landmarks as we go, because, you know, a lot of times when you're in a group and somebody's you're following somebody, you can kind of relax and not have to pay too much attention to where you're headed. So Baltimore, the guy with the gold teeth, he's thirsty as hell. He's thirsty. He needs something to drink. He needs something to drink. And so we're walking. We keep passing by these buildings, and he and he's peeking in these buildings looking for a water fountain. So boom, we pass by one building. He sees a water fountain. So, like, three, four guys go in there and get a drink of water. And, you know, we're, we're teenagers. We're clowning. We're loud. So, they come out, and this guy comes out behind him. I guess he was a professor or something. Older guy. So, he comes out, and he's like, you boys need to be respectful because there's people who are still taking classes. And so, Baltimore's like, man, we just came, I, we just came and got it because he's – looking directly at Baltimore when he says this. And Baltimore's like, man, we just got a drink of water. It ain't that it ain't that serious. We on you know. And um so dude is like, don't you don't you get an attitude with me cuz I can have y'all suspended. And we like suspended. This dude think we play for the school. So, we automatically now we don't know uh that he don't know who we are. And one of the guys say, suspended? You, we can't get suspended. And we looking at him like, shut the fuck up. He don't know that we don't play for the school. Then, Buddy with the Mohawk, the same guy who told Baltimore that he talks like Mike Tyson. He screams out, why don't you fuck off, you old bitch, and mind your business? And he says, he's like, what's your coach's name at that moment? Me and Baltimore lock eyes, and instantly we think, run. We take off. We run. We hauling ass, and dudes chasing us. The thing about it is everybody doesn't run the same way. So out of, what, nine of us, I think it was like nine of us. Out of, out of this group, though, probably four was with me, Baltimore, my roommate, and um, this other guy I can't remember. He wasn't. He didn't stand out too much. We end up running one way. Dude with the Mohawk and the couple more guys, they run another way. The lineman dudes was just like, fuck it, and they just <laughs> didn't even run. And, you know, that was the best thing to do because he paid them no attention at all. Everybody ran except those two guys, and he just <laughs> he chased us. So we take off. We gone. Then we turn the corner and see the damn uh, campus police, and they see us running, and they're like, hey, 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 so instantly, we gone, we ball players, man, we got wheels, we out of there, so it's all fine, fine and Danny, and we realized we had ran way farther than we needed to run, 
to get away from these people because they weren't weird while they was. The police didn't even chase us, but the little professor dude, he chased us for a minute and he stopped. But we ran real far. We realized we didn't know where the hell we were. So now we're wandering around trying to figure out where we at and how the hell do we get back to the dorm room. All we know is the name of the dorm. There's no maps. This is uh, the 90s, so there's no smartphones, none of that. There's nothing for me to Google search. We just have to find our way back to this damn dorm room. So we walk around, walk around, walk around. We stumble upon a gym, and a guy comes out. Looks like he just been working out. He probably was really on the football team. So, you know, we kind of locked eyes, and I was like, hey, bro. Can you tell us how to get back to whatever the name of the dorm was? And he's like, yeah, that's way on the other side of campus. I'm like, shit. And he was like, yeah, just go by some, this hall and that hall and that hall. Then turn this way, go by this hall, y'all be there. And I guess he looked into our eyes and realized that we had no fucking idea what he was talking about. So he was just like, look, follow this path this way. Then you want to go this way. You know, he gave us landmarks. You'll turn, you'll see a statue, and when you see the statue turn, and then you'll go keep walking until you see this building, and the building, that name of that building, be this has got a big orange sphere on the top. Go this way. So he gave us more useful directions. So we start walking, and we like, fuck. We got to get all the way back to the other uh, side of the campus, and it's getting dark. Now, the problem is that we're supposed to be, by now, we should be at least heading to the dorms. We should damn to be in the dorms by now. Because by the time we get back and eat dinner and then be walking back to the dorm for the end of the day, it would be getting dark. So the last thing that you did was you went, um, you go uh, drop off your stuff. Then you had the option to go down to the main room. And da, da, da. This is at the time where they're going to start counting people. They're going to count people when we get back to the dorm from practice to make sure everybody made it to the dorm. Then you can go hang out into the, in the common area whatever. Then by a certain time, you have to be back in the dorms, and they're going to lock it down. So we know it's about time to get counted. We got to get there because we don't want to come up missing. Why are we afraid? Coach had threatened to kick people out of camp if you do anything wild. So that was really why we ran in the first place. But we don't really feel like we're going to get kicked out of camp. But if any of you have ever played sports, you know if you get caught out there or you violate any room, rule, it's going to be hell to pay the very next practice that you attend. You're going to be rolling. You're going to be doing bear crawls. You're going to be doing suicide drills. You're going to be doing up-downs till you fucking puke. Oklahoma drills. Bull in the pen, they're going to make it hell on you for breaking that rule. So we're trying to get back before anybody notices we're gone. At this point, we've abandoned trying to get this prank off. We're just trying to get back before we get our ass handed to us. So we're walking, we're walking, we're walking, and it's getting darker and darker. And we're like, shit, we, we just ain't going to make it. So we look up, and we see an easy gator. A easy gator is like a it's like a golf cart but bigger. It's got a bed on it. It's a manual. Um basically, okay, if you watch sports, that little cart that comes out when people are hurt and they get on and they drive them off the field, one of those. We see one of those. 
And we look at each other. We all look at each other. It was like the moment of truth. It's like, let's take the card. So, Buddy's like, Baltimore, he's kind of like, man, you know, that's a felony because that, that thing costs about this much. The, 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 he's a hood dude, so he knew what what amount you could steal before it became a felony. It's like, this. that's the, like a felony, man. We get caught with this bitch. Da, 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 da. I'm going to college. I'm going to go to school. I ain't fucking around. Da, da, da. Percolator, he's already on the bitch. He, he could care less. Percolator jumps on the bitch. Mohawk jumps on. I jump on. And then finally Baltimore's like, fuck it. Let's do it. So we jump in. And then we realize none of us know how to drive a manual. So we're tearing this bitch up. We're scraping good. <laughs> trying to make it back to the campus. So Percolator finally is like, fuck it. He jumps out and lets um, Mohawk drive. So Mohawk, he's whipping that bitch. Now we're going. We're going. We're getting closer and closer to campus. We fuck around and hit this corner. There's no seatbelts on the damn easy gator cart. We hit this corner. Percolator falls out the bitch. Boom. Rolls. We don't even stop. We just keep, keep rolling. Because now we can see the building. We can see the dorm room. And then... At the other side, we can see where the, the crowd is headed to the rooms. So we're like, shit, we can beat them there because we're kind of like elevated on the hill. So even if they see us, they don't know who's on this cart. All they know is there's a cart with some people on it. And we, because we can't really see who they are, all we can see is, is, is a crowd. And we know that that's probably, that's our crowd. That's how we picked out what building, where our buildings were. So we whip that bitch. He hits down behind this hill, drives all around the hill. We whip up around the back of the building. So now we have to figure out a way to circle around into the group without making it look odd, like where did these guys come from? So we park the cart behind the building, jump out, run back around the hill, and then circle around. We flank them and come up behind the group. And people are looking and laughing because word had kind of got out a little bit about what we planned on doing. They're looking and they laughing. We're sweaty. <laughs> I'm sweaty. We sweaty. And so we get back into the group. It's all good. We go to the, get into our rooms. You know, we done showered up. We in there snickering about the shit. We done went down. We done got pizza. We sitting in the dorm eating pizza talking shit, trying to make up a new plan. Then all of a sudden, banging on our door. It's the damn coach, our coach. So we open the door, we let him in, and he says, hey, we're having a meeting downstairs. All right, cool. So we go downstairs. Um, we all gather up in the hallway. And Coach says, I already know, but I want to see how what kind of men I got here. Some of y'all chose to go and fuck off on the campus today. We got people uh, disturbing classes. We got um, people running from the campus police. We already know who did it, and we're going to send Jazz home. We just want to know how kind of men we got here, and if you got enough, if you if you man enough, cause a man admits his mistakes, 
a man meant he's wrong, and I can work with a man. So who was, which one of y'all want to come forward and let us know who was out here causing all this shit? Nobody says nothing. Fuck that. I'm from the hood. I'm not going to snitch on my damn self. So we all just standing there looking around. Nobody says nothing. So he goes on this whole rant, tirade, how these people welcome us to the campus, letting us use these facilities. But I'm thinking to myself, fuck all that. We paid to come here. So that means y'all paid for the right to be here. So everybody's benefiting from us being here. But that's neither here nor there. So while Coach is going through this whole tirade, guess who comes walking in the damn building? That's right. The goddamn offensive lineman. The big uglies come strolling in late as hell. So everybody stops and looks at them. Now, like I said, we've had time. We've caught up with the group. We've had time to shower. We've had time to go down to the um, the common area, get our pizzas, come back to the dorm, chill, eat pizza, talk shit, and here y'all come wandering in late as fuck. So, immediately Coach tore into their asses. And, you know, they kind of caught some of the blame, but they didn't admit to anything. They just got accused of a lot of shit. So, Coach sends us to, he tells us, I'm putting tape on every fucking door in this building. And if I come in here, I'm coming first thing in the morning. If I walk in here and one piece of tape is broken, if one piece of tape is missing, I'm laying into all of you sons of bitches. He's talking reckless to us right now. He's getting spicy with the lingo right now. So, we like, damn. We go in our rooms and... (laughs) That we're doubting that he put tape on our doors because, see, this is the thing. In order to use the bathroom or take a shower, you had to leave out of your room and go to this common area, this common bathroom. That's where the toilets were. That's where the showers were. So we couldn't really believe that he'd tape us in the room, knowing that you might have to take a piss. But nobody was willing to stick their head out of that door that night. To see if it was actually tape on that door. We set our ass down. <laughs> Next day at practice, you know what happened. Coach laid into our asses. Because you can't just blame one person. Because we're a team. One band, one sound. We should have never let it get out of hand. We should have reeled the wild ones in. We should have put a stop to it. And Baltimore supposed to be the leader, the quarterback. He should have been in control of his team. Damn, man. Suicides, up, down, bear crawls. Goddamn Oklahoma drills. Goddamn bull in the ring. Goddamn no water. Whooped our ass that first practice that morning. But thankfully, we didn't have to deal with him in the afternoon because he moved on. He was like the head coach of the whole thing. So he had to move from group to group to group. He couldn't just stay with us. The whole fucking day because that's what, what he was paid to do so we had our ass drilled that morning the whole dark team got our asses handed to us that morning and then he went on about our business and it was <laughs> you could tell it really wasn't no hard feelings it's just he was probably catching shit from these guys who were considered his guys out there wilding out but we're gonna stop right there man and i'll be back with y'all next week for another episode of growing up the field di'm out of here man peace